What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. going on hogline nation welcome back to the hogline podcast i'm your host mitchell manis alongside co-host jack manis no shreff today he is in arizona right correct family vacation yep okay well hope you're having a good time shreff i hope you're not why whoa that's rude a lot of hostility right out of the gate here just because he's in first place in lock of the week doesn't mean True. Have a bad vacation. He he earned the vacation. That's right. He did. He did. He did. He did. Okay. There you go. Have fun, Trev. Have a good time. Um, welcome back, folks. You're listening. As I don't know if I said it. 165th episode of the podcast. Um, and maybe it's fitting that Shreff took a week off because Jack and I are going mano y mano for uh, who gets to eat the chip in about a week's time. Well, I don't know if we'll order it by then, but anyway. It all comes down to this week, essentially. I am up by half a game, and this is probably the most nervous I've been for a lock of the week because it's mm-hmm. uh, this is for all the marbles. So, yep. We will get to that at the end of the show. Um, we don't have too many segments lined up for today's show, but um, but first and foremost, uh, I wanted to hear a little bit about what Jack had to uh, his experience on Monday night. He was there for Ben Roethlisberger's supposed last home game. Of his uh, of his career as a Steeler, and tell us a little bit about the atmosphere. Steelers pulled out the victory, twenty six fourteen. Najee Harris had a fantastic game that led probably a lot of people uh, to fantasy championships last week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, floor is yours. Tell us a little bit about the experience and the atmosphere, um, and everything that occurred. Atmosphere is awesome. Uh, Hinesfield was. More packed. I should have looked up what the uh, attendance was, but it was more packed. If you you can look that up if you want, uh, it's on ESPN. Like if you just click on the game information, but I it was noticeably like very full, which surprised me. Well, it didn't surprise me because it was Ben's last game, but um, that you I wouldn't typically see that on a Monday night game. Um, you know, he was announced coming out of the tunnel pregame for the last time, and it was as loud as I can remember it being um, the game itself, I guess from, I listened to a couple of podcasts and they talking about the game. They said the game itself was pretty boring. I mean, I enjoyed it as a Steelers fan, just watching Ben one last time. And I enjoyed it as a Steelers fan because the defense dominated and um, we won. Uh, but 
aside from the game, just talking about Ben after the game, I'm not exactly sure what the broadcast showed. Um, did the broadcast stay in Heinz Field and like show everything or like, can you actually tell me that first? What, what happened on TV? I was curious about that. Yeah. So he did his inner, I mean, he, he did, they did the post game handshakes with the opposing mm-hmm. uh, players like Baker and a few other guys as well. Then he did his interview with Lisa Salters, which was just the normal, you know, probably four or five question thing. kind of. Right. Like which I was happened. mad. They didn't like, that wasn't, we didn't hear that in the stadium, which I, the whole time I wanted like to hear, I was, I was saying like Ben should give a speech, but like at least just have us hear the interview. But anyway, keep going. It probably would have been too loud. The guy would have been, it would have, it probably would have not gone well actually, but anyway, continue. Yeah. So that was that they showed that. And then that's typically what they do in, in any Monday night football game is just kind of show the post game handshakes. And then they interview probably the most important player of the game and with, uh, with Lisa Salters. And then mm-hmm. they kind of just go to Scott Van Pelt. That's kind of a, the normal right. uh, itinerary for the Monday night post game. This time though, they showed Ben walk over to the sideline. He was kind of, uh, I mean, he was obviously swarmed with reporters the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they just, they showed him doing the high fives. He made kind of the semicircle of the stadium. Then he circled back, yep. showed him walking over to the tunnel and hugging his kids uh, his parents, and then a few other family members or, or friends. Uh, and then he went in the tunnel and then that was pretty much all they showed in terms of him on the field. So, right. Yeah. And it was, I mean, the whole throughout the game and especially during that whole parade, um, there were a lot of thank you, Ben chants, which was really cool. Um, they, uh, there was a streaker, they, not a streaker there. He was clothed, Whoa. but someone, someone ran on the field, which they wouldn't show, which, that was a funny anecdote. Um, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. And that final shot of him leaving with his kids and his wife, like that, I saw many people, and me and Temp included, like everyone was crying. Like it was, <laughs> there were there were many tears in Heinz Field. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it was an awesome moment. And just to, I guess, reflect on his career real quick, like as someone who's 21 years old myself and you too pretty much like we don't know any other quarterback which is kind of crazy uh not many fans other than the patriots can really say that i mean they can't even say that now but um yeah i really i don't know any other quarterback and the uh amount of growth like how different of a person ben was beginning his career to now is kind of crazy which i thought about a lot uh after the game uh, watching his post-game like press media conference that happens after every game. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. Yeah, it was definitely a cool moment. In in retrospect, I I should have been more confident in my lock of the week pick. I did pick the Steelers plus three and a half. Yeah, that was the one game looking on the schedule. You know, with the perspective of this is most likely going to be Ben's last year. And you look at the schedule, the, the last home game is a Monday night football game against the Browns. I just thought to myself, there is no way we lose that game, even in the beginning of the season. And right. that confidence was still there, you know, leading up to the game on Monday. So uh, that, that, that was probably the game I, or the lockout, one of the most confident I've been in with my lock of the week picks from the whole time we've been doing it this season. 
Yeah. Um, so, and that, that was a much needed victory for me or else at this point I would, I would be the half game down instead of you. So that was definitely a very important one. Yeah. And I was mad. I didn't take that. I, I partially didn't take that cause I didn't want to bet emotionally, like just as a fan, but you're right of everything you said. And the sports book indicated that as well. It opened up, you had, you had it three and a half, right? Plus three and a half Steelers. And it, Right. Is that yeah, what then, then I think it closed at Steelers minus one. Minus two at kickoff. Yeah. yeah. So which I can't really I mean I don't study the the sports books tendencies like religiously every week, but that's shocking that a line moved five and a half points within less than a week when there's like no major injuries or anything that happened. Just, I yeah, guess, the, so the public is just weighing in on the Steelers because of the circumstances that we, obviously, Ben's last game in Heinz. Right. And just the fact that the Browns were already eliminated. I know, you know, they weren't going to at least admit or anything that they were going to let their foot off the gas. They're going to play like, it, like they were still in playoff contention. Um, but the fact that the Steelers season is mathematically, was and still is mathematically still alive, and then the Browns aren't. You know, that just adds, it naturally has to add a little bit to it, I think. You know, you're pay, playing that just slightly more desperate football, um, and mm -hmm. you're going to go that maybe that extra inch just because you know there's still a chance you can get into the postseason. So I feel like that played a, the, a factor as well. And, um, and yeah, so awesome game. TJ Watt, four sacks. He was incredible. Baker, he got sacked nine times, I believe. Yep which was insane. He was really on the ground. He started the game one for 11 for 10 yards um, and an interception. So he really did not look good whatsoever. He completed less than 50% of his passes, had two other to another interception later in the game as well. Um, Can we talk about him real quick? At this point, what do you think the Browns do with him? So they, they have the option to, exercise the fifth year option correct i don't think so because you have to do that before the season before your fourth season starts you gotta you have to and did they not do it i don't think they did but i'll check but carry on yeah i mean i think uh it's really tough especially when with an organization like cleveland they have they know what it's like to have absolute instability at the quarterback position and yes baker mayfield is not you know as we've seen over the past four years he's had his ups and downs we are probably in agreement that he's nothing extraordinary however compared to what they've had for literally our whole lifetime and the whole time that we've had ben roethlisberger as our quarterback they've gone through countless and everyone has seen that infamous jersey with all the names on the back of it with how much turnover they've had at such a crucial position so when you have baker mayfield and you know, is the grass looks greener on the other side, but like at the same time, they know more than anyone how hard it is to find any sort of competency at the quarterback position. So it's a definitely thing they're going to have to heavily weigh it in the offseason, what they're going to be doing here. Um, you know, maybe they give him a contract, but it's not a mega deal like we see these other star quarterbacks getting. Maybe it's more of a What's the dollar range? Dollar range? I mean, I'd have to look up in comparison to other quarterbacks, but I mean, 
maybe you give him like a 20 million. Okay. I did look up and just found that they, you do have to pick up the fifth year option before the season. And the Browns did, the Browns did choose his fifth year option, which I guess was smart because they don't have to uh, delay. It delays the, their decision. It does. Yeah. It it just delays the decision, which I mean, in some cases teams do that and they work out an extension before the season starts. Some players even like hold out for it. I can't imagine he's going to hold out for it. He has, I mean, the way he's playing, he does not have leverage (laughs) to do so. Um, I think, yeah, he's going to have to be another, uh, I guess it's going to be another prove it year for him or a prove it year, his first prove it year, I guess. I believe if I'm not mistaken, he has thrown the most interceptions since 2018 out of any quarterback in the NFL. So like after the 2018 season? Since 2018 till now. The past so, since four his, seasons. so since he's entered the league. Correct. Wow. That's great. I, I think so. The most bizarre thing I think of this game is that they only gave Nick Chubb the ball 12 times. Uh, that didn't really make right. much sense to me. Against and the worst run defense in the league, we let the most, we have allowed the most rush yards. Yeah. And even Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy in the, uh, in the commentator booth were really questioning that decision as well. Right. The fact that they really didn't uh, give him the ball and he looked re- really good running the ball in the, uh, in the first half, especially, I mean, in the second half, uh, he kind of, they were down a little bit. He got slightly phased out of the game and we kind of were really stacking the box, but he looked so good in the first half. He, yeah, he, tore, he had that big run, like a, I don't know. It was like 32 a 30 yards. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. That was a little bit of a head scratcher there. Um, we just mentioned TJ Watt. I mean, is he all, but certainly, you know, hopefully he has to get it right. There's no way he doesn't. Hey, I thought the same thing last two years. He didn't. So especially last year. But it just seems so it would be such a travesty if, if they did not give it to him this year, right. in a year where, you know, he he there's a very good chance of breaking the sack record. I uh, hope he does so bad season. because it's not even you can't discredit it for being a 17 game season because we talk about in our group chat that he he was inactive for two games. And you can make the argument that with the amount of games he's exited before half, like he played like 12 full games. So like 13 games, he's played like 22 sacks. He's at 21 and a half now, but if he, if he breaks a record at 23, that's averaging almost two sacks a game, like extremely close to two sacks a game for a whole season. That's nuts. And I'm pretty sure his record when he plays a full game and when he doesn't play a full game is like, I think we're something like, seven and two or something like that when he plays the full game and then like right i said that stat a couple weeks ago and it's probably even more true now yeah exactly so i mean even removing bias i think he's got to be a lock yeah so we can only hope and i think micah parsons is on the covid list too so one of his main competitions for the award okay uh, not even play in week 18 so that's another factor as well that could contribute to it. So who knows? Last thing I wanted to say on this Monday night football game, I know we spent a decent amount of time talking about it here at the top of the show, uh, but I saw a TikTok today. It just is a crazy comeback in fantasy football. The, I saw one guy, he was down 16.96 uh, going into Monday night football in his fantasy championship. And he only had Chris Boswell left and his opponent had no one. 
And he probably, or did he come just, just miss it? So he got the 16 points, but then when Najee scored the last touchdown, that's when he was able to get it. And that was like, you know, that wasn't really even supposed to happen. He easily could have just went down that could right. the game. Uh, and then that gives Boswell an extra opportunity. He gets 17 and then he wins the championship by 0.04. Wow. <laughs> I know that's double that what you got, uh, your margin of loss. So yep. sorry to rub salt on the wound there, but <laughs> this was uh, for the championship. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that if that was me who got defeated in that fashion, I mean, I, I might have to quit. You know, this is like my number one hobby, but still, I might have to consider retiring if that's how it ended there. So, if I win, I'm getting a Chris Boswell jersey in that scenario. I or I don't know, like that. The Chris Boswell got to be your favorite player for the rest of your life. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, insane stuff. All right, we're going to uh, switch gears a little bit. We're going to be giving you guys some matchups that we would like to see in the wild card round. Uh, it's not quite solidified yet. Uh, the Packers have clinched the one seed, so that's set in stone. Um, Rodgers, probably Devontae Adams, and a few other key players of the Packers will not play uh, this coming up week. Uh, but in the AFC, I mean, it looks like the Titans will be the one if they just take care of business against the Texans, but they have lost to the Texans earlier in the year. so. Not out of the realm of possibilities that they lose. So they're we're proposing they may get swept by the Texans then. I mean, I don't know. I mean, just the fact that it <laughs> happened once this year, you can't say that it's an it's a lock that they're gonna win. So mm-hmm. uh isn't it funny how the Bengals and the Titans, two of the premier teams in the AFC this year, both lost to the Jets? Odd. That is odd. That is so odd. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Texans, I mean, the Titans have some really weird losses. We just mentioned the Texans. The, the Jets, um, I can't think of the other ones, but still. Well, they lost to, I know they lost to us, obviously. It's not too bad, yeah, but so yeah, I, I think there's another one. Bizarre stuff. However, what uh, what matchups would you like to see between these two teams in the wild card round, just, just off the top of your head? Between the Chiefs and the Titans? No, just in general, with all of them, really. I mean, okay. I, I, there's a few that come to my mind, um, but I'm interested to see what you what – you, uh, you know, would like to say. Well, I created my ideal scenario, wild card scenario for okay. each yeah, three, three game, you can three go games. Ahead re- yeah, just go ahead and read it all then. So, ideally, for a Steelers fan, I want to play the Titans. I want the Steelers to get in at the seven. Well, hold on. Let's back up a little bit. Let's just recap for anyone who's not aware how the Steelers have to get in the playoffs, which is still a low likelihood of happening. Yeah, right. Uh, but we, the Steelers have to beat the Ravens uh, next week in Baltimore. Right. The, the most challenging portion of this, uh, the biggest roadblock, if you will, is the Jaguars beating the Colts. Um, yeah. However, just, just for a little bit reason of optimism, the Jags are six and O against the Colts at home the past six seasons which is pretty crazy stuff i mean i i did not know that until i saw that earlier this week and you know it probably won't happen this time they are 15 point underdogs uh so i'm not you know by any means getting my hopes up whatsoever just wanted to point the one out there and the cherry on top the chargers and the raiders game has to not end in a tie which technically if the colts lost and they but and they tied 
they both get in the playoffs. So there would really be no incentive for either of them to win the game. Right. Just a weird wrinkle. But with that being said, I highly doubt they're going to kneel the ball for 60 minutes and just tie it out. So if, well, if that happened, I'd be mad as a Steelers fan because that we're, that's at our expense, but that would be very funny and it, it really be weird. The most ridiculous thing in the entire NFL. I don't season. think that wouldn't happen. I don't think that would happen. How funny would it be if they did that and then the last second, like one team actually just goes for a bomb and they win. The exactly. Game. That's what I think, like each side would be nervous of, like at any moment. But uh, if the Colts win, then that kneel down, that, that tie scenario doesn't mean anything, right? They got to win and get in for that, for those two. Correct. Okay. Um, okay. So right, Titans so Steelers. I just, want, I just wanted to recap kind of, uh, yeah. you know, w- what we're looking at here going into week 18, but yeah, go ahead. Um, Titans Steelers is what I want as a Steelers fan, but I won't take, spend too much time on that because that probably won't happen. There's probably like a 2% chance that happens, but anyway. Yeah, the uh, Titans also have to lose to the Texans as well. Yeah, it, yeah that too. Yeah, <laughs> right. So move on from that. Um, a three, six matchup I would like is the Bengals chargers. Oh, that's Herbert Burrow. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That would be cool. Um, and then I think I haven't gone through all the scenarios like results, but four or five bills Patriots. Is that like going to happen? Uh, well, obviously in terms of your scenario that you just laid out, it would. Yeah. I feel like that's likely to happen. Well, right now they're tied. If if it ended today, that would be the four or five match. Right. Yeah. Uh, and if you go under the assumption that Tennessee, Kansas city, Buffalo and Cincinnati all win, then it would all say the same. Buffalo would still be the four seed. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, if the Colts win and the Patriots lost, the Colts have the head-to-head over right. the Patriots because they beat them a couple weeks ago on Saturday. Right. So that would bump the Colts up, but I also don't know if it's a three-way tiebreaker between the the, the uh, Vegas-LA game and then you know, the winner of that, Patriots lose and Colts win. I don't know right. the three-way tiebreaker between that. Um, I still think there is a good chance, though, that they end up playing each other in the four or five matchup. So, right. That's definitely a possibility. Uh, yeah, the Bengals also. The Bengals also. I believe there's a report that they are resting Joe Burrow. Right, he's not so playing. They could certainly lose as well and drop down to the four seed. So um, I don't know about that. Yeah, I found that out because I was just looking at the odds or for the lines for lock of the week, and I saw Bengals plus six against the Browns, and I was like, "This is a mistake." But then I put two and two together, looked it up, and Joe Burrow is sitting. So makes sense. Yeah, I, I found out because we were considering throwing Burrow in All Star Weekend. So oh but, right, we even talked about that. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, those are my Bills pages would be a great rematch. The uh, what's that called? The rubber match. They both beat each other once. Um, yeah, it's just it's just hard to put any stock in that first matchup between them. But it yeah, anytime any of these divisional matchups would be definitely intriguing. Right. For some reason, the Colts and Titans ended up playing each other. I think that would be fun. Um, and, you know, in the, in the NFC, I mean, we'll get to that in a second here, but Eagles, Cowboys playing each other back-to-back weeks would also be pretty cool. Yep. If that somehow can happen. Um, but, 
yeah, and obviously in your scenario, the Chiefs get the one seed. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's definitely cool with Burrow and uh, Herbert, just because there's definitely a debate. You know, that's going to be talked about for years and years to come. Like, did the Bengals make the right decision uh, passing on Herbert for Burrow? Um, I know at the time that wasn't really any in consideration. It looked like they were locked on Burrow. So, yeah, that's definitely a, a good uh, narrative debate there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess what's what's your NFC look like? You did that as well, correct? Yep. Okay. So as someone who hates the Eagles, I would love for it to shake out to be the Bucks with the two seed playing the Eagles at the seven because I think the Bucks would stomp all over them. Yeah, I I agree. Um, as an Eagles hater, I want them I want them to play the Bucks between the uh between the rams bucks cowboys and cardinals rank those four teams in which you would most want them to play the eagles in the first round rams bucks cowboys cardinals correct so i mean we're just ranking them how good i think they are right that is um, how well in general they would match up with the eagles specifically but yeah essentially okay um I'll go with the Bucks first. That's who I chose. I just think they're the clearly the best team. Um, and Even with no AB and no Chris Godwin now. Yeah, I still think so. I think Mike Evans and Gronk and whoever else they got out there. Who would be like the next receiver? Like uh, Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller and uh, Cameron Darden, Brate. Cameron Brate. Right. I. I mean, they got a great system built there, and I think that they'll throw anyone out there with Brady some um, dude some in their dude, line some dude who's a 28 year old his name's Cyril Grayson do you know who that is <laughs> nope he had six catches on eight targets for 81 yards in the touchdown last week so yep there you go <laughs> Bashad Par- Bashad Perriman is also back um with the squad as well and you know people forget Brady for years was working with terrible weapons in New England and he still won. So it really right. doesn't matter that much. And so then I'd go Buxton, Rams. Then I'll take the Cowboys and Cardinals. Um I think for matchup purposes, I don't have the numbers in front of me in terms of rush defenses, but Eagles are clearly a rushing team. And the first two I'd imagine have better uh rush defense numbers than the second two um and then the side between the cowboys and cardinals who's better i knew i know the cardinals just beat the cowboys but i would like the cowboys in a matchup over the eagles just familiarity within division um that funny enough though that would probably make me shy away from that because i just think you know when division opponents get together there's more likely for the underdog to kind of prevail so i would probably least like them to see the cowboys in terms of their prospects of winning. That's a fair point. And the, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm our, uh, resident Cowboys fan on this, on this podcast, um, as I love Dak, but, and I was buying into the Cowboys hype. I thought they were a little different this year. I thought they were better, not the usual down Cowboys. I'm, I'm kind of growing a sense that this team could, I'm not going to guarantee they go to the Super Bowl or, or anything like that, but I think they will, I think they're going to win an extra game or two than they previously would. 
That's what okay. I think. Okay, but they still have not beaten a team over 500. That's concerning. Right. So that's I'm concerned about that. Um, that could change this week because they got the Eagles at nine and seven. So, but I don't know. They're beating the Chargers. Chargers are over 500. Not at the time. Oh, I thought that's what. Okay. I'm, I got. Yeah, it. I, I should have clarified that. But and they be, yeah, okay. They they've beaten the Patriots. They've beaten the Chargers. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw that stat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. So my next one. So, yeah, I had Bucks, Eagles, uh, Rams, Niners, the 3 6 game. That'd be cool. You know, you mentioned it with an AFC matchup, but back to back, just playing each other consecutive weeks, it's a division. It would be another divisional game. Um, it's interesting that the Eagles clinched, the 49ers didn't clinch. Correct. But they can only enter as the sixth seed. The Eagles clinched the seventh seed only. They can't get the six? They can get the six. Did they beat the 49ers? They 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 must have lost the 49ers. They lost the 49ers, but they beat the Saints. So if the Saints get in the playoffs, then the Eagles could go up to the six. Okay. So So the Saints win, Eagles get the six, Saints seven. Well, not just the Saints win, but, but even yeah. even so, the say the Saints and the 49ers both lose and the Eagles win, then the Eagles would be the sixth still ahead because they'd have one more win than the 49ers. Right. Okay. So it's it's possible for them to still get the six. So this my scenario would happen with the Bucks, the two, Eagles seven, Rams three, Niners six, the Ray, Niners win this week. This is all predicated off of Niners win, my scenario. Okay, and then the remaining matchup would be Cardinals-Cowboys for you? Yep, and that's also one I'd want to see. Cowboys get a rematch off of last week. Um, Cardinals were in control, but the Cowboys did yeah, did make it a game at the end there. So Right. Yeah, that, that'd be cool as well. Um, I can't think of anything that much different. Uh, it, I mean, like I said, I know out of those four teams, I do think the Cowboys would be None of these matchups are going to be easy for the Eagles. They're all playoff teams they'd be going against, but mm-hmm. it would be fun just to have the Cowboys beat the Eagles and everyone be miserable here. That would be yeah. that would also add to it as well. So, right. Um. All right. So that's uh. I think that's it. Unless you have anything else to add, um, in nope. that regard. The yeah one one final thing yeah just for the, the that scenario there so everyone is clear if you're not uh, if you're not already aware. 49ers win and they're in and the Saints need a win for themselves over the Falcons and then the uh, 49ers to lose, which could happen because the Saints play the Falcons, which, uh, you know, they're pretty similar in record, but the Saints are favored in that game. And the 49ers play the Rams who are still fighting. They need a win to clinch the NFC West. So it's not like they're going to be, they shouldn't be resting their starters. So that's not an easy win at all. So it definitely could happen where the Saints squeak in there as well. I did want to mention that, how I think it would be cool if the Saints played the the Rams. I know it's completely different teams at this point, but just to call back to that 2018 NFC Championship game uh, with oh. the no call. I know back then it was Drew Brees versus Jared Goff, and now it's uh, Matthew Stafford versus Taysom Hill. I know it would be completely Or different. whoever the Saints put out there, right? Yeah. 
So, you know, it, it's a little different, but it just, it's still, it would be fun to watch McVay and Sean Payton kind of, you know, go, go back at it in the postseason after, I don't right. think they've played in the postseason at least since that, that time. So, right. Um, that was another one I thought of. All right. It is time for lock of the week. Mm-hmm. The moment you've all been waiting for who will be eating the chip. Will it be Jack? Will it be myself? I'm nervous. Yep. Same. I think we've decided that Jack will be selecting first and fourth, and I will be selecting second and third. Uh, before we get to that, though, I, I might as well just read Streff's off because he's uh, he did give us his ahead of time. And let me just verify that he had the correct lines that we're using as well. The current He didn't draft. for one of them. Okay. So Streff ended up going with, the first one was Chargers minus three. That is the Sunday night football game. Hopefully, for his sake, they don't uh, do the kneeling out um, thing, and they <laughs> just tie the game. Right. But he has Chargers minus three, and the other one that he had oh, is Titans minus, we'll give him ten and a half for that one over yep. the Texans. So that is Shreff's lock of the weeks. Um, as, as we mentioned on last week's episode, he already clinched. He clinched not coming in last for a while, and by this point, he's clinched first outright. So um well-earned vacation so um all right you're up jack and uh and here we go all right so for my first one i'm going with chiefs minus 10 and a half all right he's starting off with the first game of the slate this weekend on saturday at 4 30 yep. he's going chiefs minus 10 and a half any reason in particular because i hated the broncos all year long and I think the Chiefs are just going to stomp on them and get, have this be a textbook get-right game for the playoffs. Because, I mean, although it's unlikely the Titans got to lose the Texans, the one seed's still up for grabs. So, And they won't know that at the time they're playing because they play first. Right. So. Yep. All right. That's fair enough. That was not – I ended up being between three of them, and that was not one of mine. Okay. Uh, so so there you go. Um, all right. I am going to pick. I'm going to tail Shreff. I'm going Titans minus 10 and a half. Okay. Uh, I don't have any analytics or numbers to back this up today. You just like it. However, you know, Titans, they need a win to get the one seed. They want that extra week to get Henry back um, and healthy for the playoffs. They designated him to return to IR uh, today, actually. So I think they can activate him anytime within the next three weeks. However, it would definitely help him if he gets that one extra week of rest and he can be extra uh, rejuvenized for their playoff run because he is he's the catalyst of that team. So they're going to be definitely motivated. Um, and, you know, they, they don't want to get swept by the Texans. They need to they need to blow them out. So okay. I'm going with the Titans. The fact that Treff picked them making me made me even more confident in it. Right. Um, I felt the same way picking the Cowboys last week after Chef gave the Cowboys, but that yeah, ended, that ended poorly. Out. So, so. Mm. all right. Uh, do you uh, hold on before I get my, my, uh, my second pick here. Do you know if it's Drew Lock or Teddy Bridgewater starting for the Broncos? I don't. Because if it's Teddy, then you deserve to lose this. But if it's not, then I'm going to say good pick. I think it is lock. Okay. Fair enough. Oh boy, I'm really thinking between two games here, and I don't know which one to pick. It's Drew Lock. Okay, fair I enough. I, I respect your selection then. 
if, if it was Teddy Bridgewater, I would consider that a direct slap in the face to me. And I would, uh, you, would you pick the Broncos <laughs> road underdog? Uh, you mean home? Oh, right? sorry. It is home. It's home. They'd be home. Yikes. Um, uh, I don't know. Do it anyway. No, I'm not. I'm not picking Drew Block when my my fate is on the line. Are you crazy? With a death beam pointed down. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you see that? Did you see that Max Kellerman uh, doubled down as Igadala take? No. This week, because I guess Igadala hit a game winner or whatever. He doubled down it again and said that uh, he would still take Igadala like the same thing. <laughs> crazy yeah it'll never not be funny i know (laughs) all right i guess i'm gonna stop pandering here um i am going to go with oh god i like these both it's hard to decide i don't want uh, i don't want to be emotional do you know where i'm going with that possibly I'm going to go with, oh, sorry. I'm this, this is not good podcasting right here. I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm just so conflicted, Hogler Nation. I hope you can understand. Want me to I'll go? Stake here. Do you want to go? Sure. Okay. I mean, I, I guess that's the risk I run. If you pick one of mine, I can't pick it. So. Uh, Patriots, my six and a half. Okay. That doesn't make my decision any easier because oh, I was okay. thinking about that. So. I actually like the Dolphins plus six in that one, but take it. I'm not taking it. No. Why? Because all I need to do is just if I have the same record as you, then then I win. So I don't want to have one where where my loss results in your win. That'd be a stupid decision. Okay. Fine. All right. Any particular reason why you like that one, or just the, you know the Patriots already clinched, the Dolphins are already out. So is there a reason why you'd pick that one, or no? They clinched, but you know could affect them hosting a playoff game. Yeah, they, they could win the division. That's, right. That's, so, that's still up for grabs. I think that's something that Belichick wants. The, and Patriots uh, looked fantastic last week. I mean, I know it was the Jags, but to put up 50 against anyone is tough. So Right. Yep, exactly. Um, all right. Um, I, I think I'm ready now. I'm going to go tail the Steelers again and go plus five. Okay. All right. It just uh, even if it's Lamar Jackson, he has not fared well against the Steelers in his career. Uh, I think I've said it before in a previous episode. I'm sure we have, but even in his MVP season, he threw six interceptions that whole year, and three of them came against four of them. I think came against the Steelers. So yep. historically, he struggled against us. He's not even completely healthy anyway, so that part of his game could be uh, inhibited a little bit. T.J. Watt's gonna be going for that sack record, Defensive Player of the Year could be Ben's last game in general. So he's going to want to just be extra motivated anyway. I know he's riding off the high of last week and uh, you know, we're not, they're not going to be watching the scoreboard during the game. So they're just going under the assumption that the game still matters to us. So, and uh, I think the Steelers and Ravens are pretty evenly matched this year and we get five points. So I'm going to take it. Yeah, I think, I might have said it on last week's show or a couple weeks ago. I think that the uh, it would Lamar's really hurt. I know I didn't see the video. I heard about a video of him like limping out there at practice, 
this past week, I think it would be better for your sake if Lamar starts over Huntley. I think Huntley is a competent backup, and Lamar is great. Yeah, Lamar just, I don't know, hurt Lamar, especially against, for all the reasons you said. Yeah, I like that pick. That was one of the ones I was thinking about, but um, didn't want to put too much emotional stock in the Steelers this week. So hey, I did it last week and it worked. So I'm gonna that's roll true. That's true. Uh, the other game, if you were curious of what I was debating between, was the Saints minus four and a half. I just like to pick these teams where they've got something, you know, their backs are against the wall, us and the Saints. The Saints need a win and some help. So they're going to be motivated as well. And I was liking that one. The Falcons just think they're mailing in at this point. So I just, I was, I like the Saints as well. I like that idea. I just think the Saints aren't good. <laughs> I just yeah. can't do it. And it's just tough because the over under that game's 39 and a half. So points may be at a premium. So right. it's just tough in that one. So yeah. uh, that was my thinking behind that. A lot of low under over unders this week. I think that's probably because there's a lot of backups playing, but we yep. see some definitely low ones. I mean, we got Bengals Browns at 38 and a half football oh. team giants at 37 and a half. That's really ugly. Yeah. Uh, we have the saints Falcons, as I mentioned at 39 and a half, and we, a lot of low 40. So a lot of uh, low totals this week. Hmm. All right, folks, there you have it. Jack goes with the Chiefs minus 10 and a half, and he also goes with the Patriots minus six and a half. And I go with the Titans minus 10 and a half and Steelers plus five. While Streff went with the Chargers minus three and the Titans minus 10 and a half as well. We will see what happens. And uh, we will know by this time next week. We'll see it in the chip. And then, yeah. as we said, on I think either last week's episode or the, the previous one before that, We'll probably be doing some uh, postseason lock of the week type of contest between us three as well. So yeah. stay tuned for that. We can decide. send us some suggestions if for a prize or a punishment, if you have any ideas. Exactly. And as always, um, after Sunday, we will be hosting our playoff pool. So stay tuned for that and uh, best of luck. So yep. we'll, uh, we'll see. Very exciting time of the year, postseason football. All right. Thank you for listening, folks. Um, be sure to follow us on all forms of social media and share the show with your friends, family, and dental hygienists. Um, and we will catch you next week with another episode with our, I guess, our playoff or wild card round. Yep. See ya. Peace, love, and other stuff. <laughs>